This week on Another Brother. I thought we played Bocce. Oh, no. Place. Is that the one yeah. where you have balls and then there's a ball and you yeah. try to be quite yeah. All the balls. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I remember the first time I played with your grandma, I thought I was getting stopped by the Gestapo. <laughs> 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 Obviously, they're not going to have a chance right now. <laughs> only in a decade once Putin is not only dethroned, but also dead. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first on Another Brother. Oh, we're going already. <laughs> That'll leave it ambiguous yeah, about yeah. whether it was a burp or... Josh isn't with us this week. We've got <laughs> Liz and Jared with us in his place. We're going to talk about, well, for three of us here, mm-hmm. what is a shared, probably, pool of favorite family gathering type games that we play as stewards. But if there are any from Jared's family, we're probably... I mean, I am very interested to hear about those because we like games. So we play a lot of card games in the family. Yeah. We were just on vacation. Yeah. So this is fitting. And played a lot of card games. Probably like a third of the time we were playing. But I remember a game that I bet you guys don't. You probably never saw it, Liz. Mm. I would be very surprised if you have any memories of it. I don't even remember what it how it worked entirely. I've tried really hard to remember all the rules. I think it was called animal noises or animal <laughs> sounds or barnyard animals. And this or something was like something we played as a family at gatherings, vacations. The last time I played it was when grandma and grandpa Stewart lived in Lincoln city. Oh yeah. Wow. Do you even have memories of Lincoln mm. city? Yeah, yes. Grandma and Grandpa's house at Lincoln City. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Plenty, actually. Well, the gist of this game was everybody sat in a circle. Everybody had some kind of animal. Newspaper? Whack. Yes. And you smack someone with a newspaper, <laughs> a rolled up newspaper. <laughs> and you're blindfolded. Sounds like a grandpa game. Okay. Oh, I remember yeah, now. It does sound like a grandpa <laughs> game. Someone makes the noise really quick. Anybody can make the noise. Someone makes it really quick. And you have to blindfoldedly smack them with a newspaper. Sounds like a Stuart game. So normally someone behind you will make the noise. And if you get whacked, then you have to be the new blindfolded person trying to smack other people. Mm-hmm. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. That was I, really fun. I could only imagine the ants playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would get really violent. <laughs> there was a lot of cackling. <laughs> <laughs> It was so much fun, though. It was so chaotic and loud. and Not to steer off too far. Just a quick tangent. There's another game. I don't know if you've seen it. Go around the socials. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it went viral. Hmm. Okay. Group of people standing next to each other. One person from them facing the same direction as them. So his back is to them. Wearing a helmet. One person just randomly smacks him on the head with the helmet on. And they turn around and try to point who it was. I see. It's a similar premise. So yeah, that's, that's Super what similar, I thought yeah. of immediately. Yeah. I tried looking for the rules of the game to see if anyone else had this game online anywhere. <laughs> Couldn't find yeah. it anywhere. The closest thing was a, a very nonviolent version. <laughs> it's like an 
icebreaker game for <laughs> youth groups <laughs> where everybody is given a they write down a bunch of animals on two oh boy <laughs> why is this so hard to say they write down the name of an animal twice and they just do a bunch of different animals tear them up into little individual animal pieces of paper and everybody draws a an animal and then you start making the noise that animal makes as you try to find the person the that match. matches you. Mm. And it's like this youth camp icebreaker. I hope they call it Noah's friends. Ark. No, <laughs> no. Even though the first place I saw it was like a Catholic uh, youth group website. Yeah. Yeah. But they did not. That's missed. Wow. Opportunity. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. What the heck were they thinking? <laughs> we have a marketing opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have this. I don't know from where, but this game does. It is familiar. Obviously, I remembered the newspaper, right? But I don't have any memories of actually playing it. Mm, I know I've heard of it. I have no. <laughs> yeah, yeah you probably weren't alive. At that yeah, time. I don't know if I was alive when they were at Lincoln City. Maybe. I mean, I think Mom has said like, "No, I was alive," but I was like two or something when they moved to Arizona or mm. wherever next. Yeah, Lake Havasu, wherever that is. Yeah, in Arizona. Mm. Um, yeah, it sounds like a game we need to bring back. Yeah, I think by the nieces and nephews. I'm really excited oh, so we yeah. didn't do this episode before the trip. No. <laughs> then could have done it. Yeah. Oh man, they'd go crazy. Maybe a little too crazy, yeah. <laughs> but it would be fun. Yeah. For yeah, a little while. That's the idea. Until someone started crying. <laughs> oh yeah. One of my favorite games. I, it's been forever since we've played it. Catchphrase. Yeah, mm. I loved playing catchphrase growing up. Yeah, Dad had it out, and I was like, I'm too stupid right now. It's too late. Oh. <laughs> Didn't we play, like, last See, year, though? I don't remember. Yeah, that. and Dad was throwing a fit because we weren't doing male-female teams. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I was there. What? You guys might not have been there at that I point in time. Not. You might have gone home or something. Mm. Or we were doing it for Christmas, and you happened to be at the, the other Oh, family. I think it was Christmas oh, time. It. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess then, yeah, to you, we haven't played in a while. Yeah. That's the one where you wild. pass around the blue thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's got a word. Yeah. You have to have the actual device mm-hmm. to play the game. I really liked watching mom and dad and their friends on uh, New Year's Eve mm-hmm. play that. Mm-hmm. That was fun seeing the people in the ward that usually are, you know, <laughs> calm at church. But I mean, we obviously knew that they're not always like that, but that was always fun. Yeah. But how many other people knew? That was the fun part. (laughs) Yeah, we used to play a lot of those kinds of party games. Yeah. With the aunts and uncles, and then with moms and dads' friends. And then just over time, it evolved into just card games, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Yeah. Which is also okay, but I actually miss those other games. Those definite party games. Yeah. Mad Libs. Uh Uh-huh. No, Passwords. Is it called Mad Libs? Oh, Mad Gabs. Mad Gabs. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Balderdash. Balderdash. Like, Never played that one. Oh, uh, I wasn't yeah. very good at the actual rules because I was like 12 last <laughs> time I played it. But <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Well, does Telestrations count as a party game? Yeah. Because that's my uh, favorite. That's, I'd say so. That's my favorite. Really? With our fi- well, well one of one my favorites for sure. Had yeah. us play. Yeah. Right. It's my favorite with our family and Jared's family. Because it's always hilarious. Because mm. there's always 
at least one, but usually several people that suck at drawing and weird things come up and it's real funny. Especially animals. Yeah. Yeah. It's Animals always... get bad real quick. Yeah. You mean like the cat copter? Yeah. I mean, sorry, moose. The moose. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Dad. Had to go there. And I did actually kind of agree with Dad over this last weekend. It was a little more boring than usual. Yeah. We were too good at it. I don't. That's almost, fair, I guess. I don't love that game. Even Oh, I, I do. I See, I actually really quite enjoy it. But too many of them made it through to the end it's as true. the original word. Mm. Yeah. yeah right we've had that happen a few times in my family and what we always do to try to shake it up is two things one we try to make the time shorter so that mm-hmm. the drawings get crappier uh, right and then the second thing we do is that we just get rid of prompts yeah so you, you just, come just up with make whatever. stuff up and you try to make things that are going to be misunderstood mm. so like or that are really obscure yeah for those that don't know Telestrations is a game where you have a starting phrase and then or someone word, or, or word thing. something. Then the first person draws it and then passes that drawing on around the circle. And then you get a drawing and you have to interpret that drawing into words, not knowing what the original phrase is. You keep going back and forth between drawing and writing and drawing and writing until you have hopefully a ridiculous mess at the end. It's like telephone mm. for drawing. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. We, we should have played with the kids too. Yeah, Henry's going to be oh. sad when he listens to this and find out that <laughs> we did play without them. Because Henry loves telestration. Oh, does he? We'll he play loves Henry. it. We'll play next family gathering. So the podcast reveals truths better kept <laughs> hidden. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Henry, hold your aunt to that. She promised you. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> I'm fine with playing. <laughs> One of my new favorites, uh, now that I actually own a set, is Koob. Uh, that's yeah. a surprisingly fun game. Viking chess that is nothing like I chess whatsoever. I tried explaining it to Jared, but I don't actually know. So Yeah, Viking chess brings up a bunch of different ideas in my head that <laughs> yeah. I know are nothing like it, what it actually is. Probably right. not actually a good descriptor for it doesn't seem like it no (laughs) whenever i hear someone call it that i always picture someone throwing an axe at those wood blocks instead of (laughs) a piece of wood (laughs) viking this (laughs) but we haven't really played it a whole lot yeah dad still hasn't played it yet i thought oh oh yeah i guess it's yeah oh but that just reminds me of another one that ring ball that we've had for ages yeah yes that is surprisingly fun it's like horseshoe but made for the sand. So you don't drive a stake into the ground. You just have a ball that you like horseshoe bocce. Yes. Yeah. Have you played bocce ball, Liz? Uh-uh. No, I didn't think so. I thought we played bocce. Oh, no. Place. Is that the one yeah. where you have balls and then there's a ball and you yeah. try to be quite, yeah. All the balls. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you throw the colored balls at the white ball. <laughs> okay. In this game, there's only one ball and you throw rings at it. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I know that one. <laughs> I, I, have, I have to admit, I can't help it. Because I speak Italian, I have to say something. It's not bocce, <laughs> it's bocce, because oh. bocce means kisses. That's a different Aww. game. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Moving right along. Okay. Sure, there's great missionary stories with that game. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not a real game. It's actually a dessert and it's delicious. <laughs> chocolate kisses. Chocolate and hazelnut. Cookies chocolate hazelnut kisses? With chocolate between them. Mm-hmm. Yum. I did it again. 
got food at the end of the conversation. <laughs> oh, my accident. Do we have a podcast bingo card? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, <laughs> that would be good. You can design oh. it. Put a free as a t-shirt. PDF up. Oh, as a t- that yes. would be a good t-shirt. <laughs> as a t-shirt. Well, <laughs> so part, Alex mentioned how much we love ga- games, games in our family, card yeah. games specifically. Our grandpa worked at a casino for a little while in Oregon. And grandma. They both Sorry. Grandma and grandpa. Yeah. And they would come home with decks that the casino had used. So, so if decks. you ever see mm-hmm. just a regular face card decks with a hole drilled into it, that means it was a casino deck and they drilled a hole into it to... Signify to, they've been used. Yes. Deface isn't the right word. To show it's been used so it doesn't go back into circulation. Decertify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you know, decommission they, that's the word decommission the deck, decommission it. And so, grandma and grandpa would always have these decommissioned casino decks. And grandpa was a card shark, <laughs> grandma was too. <laughs> and they just had all kinds of card games that they would, whenever we would Game go over stories. to their houses, we would just play card games. Like, that's yep. what yeah. you did after dinner in the evening. Just so much fun. Mm-hmm. I think nine card no peak is probably my favorite. Probably all of ours. I used, I used to get really ritualistic about it. Like, <laughs> like I had these the, ones. Like you, as I got, yeah. yes, I you always only flip order. those two cards over. <laughs> yeah. uh, whenever I would set them out in a specific way, as I got each card, I would do like the top two corners, starting with the left one, then the middle, uh-huh. then the bottom left, bottom right, and I diamond <laughs> the, the the last four cards <laughs> around that. I feel like that's a thing in the Stewart family because. Poffs play tons of card games too, but Different. we never get on people for how they shuffle, for, oh, yeah. for cool. who's going first. Like, I mean, I remember the first time I played with your grandma, I thought I was getting stopped by the Gestapo. <laughs> it was, it was like, and Vicky too, yeah. 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 I, yeah. I guess it's probably because of the casino yeah. stuff. I was going to say that's, yeah. Yeah. It and, drives be crazy playing with Jared's family and the same person shuffles the whole time and it's all haphazard and it <sighs> drives same me nuts. person shuffles the <laughs> <laughs> How dare you deal what after me again and again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also just the Stuart competitiveness. Uh, yeah. But to Jared's point, playing card games with Heather's family, like when we would first start playing card games, you know, if you're a Stuart, when you draw a card off the deck, you take it and you slide it down on the table <laughs> all the way to the edge and you flip it up in front of your face so you know no one had a chance to see the bottom of the card. I got made fun of. <laughs> they definitely made fun of the way I drew cards. What? That's just how you play cards. <laughs> That's how you play cards too competitively. Well, apparently. Okay, I guess. If you want to well, win, though. But, <laughs> so maybe this is partially why. Heather says if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Uh, so what? She, that's also not allowed she actively looks if your cards are f- facing then why would you make fun of someone for doing that <laughs> <laughs> what the heck they're preventing you cheating I was going to say they're trying to pressure you out of it so <laughs> that they can look at your cards gaslighting <laughs> no they've gotten used to me in my idiosyncrasies <laughs> which are family idiosyncrasies <laughs> as we're finding out I just had a memory we used to play a lot of Sorry at home. Yeah, yeah we sure oh, did. That was my favorite game as yes, a kid. Yes, it was, Lizzie. I ask all the time. That's <laughs> all you wanted to play. 
Yeah, yeah I loved it. I don't know why. It, it was just so brutal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, now grandma passed. I don't know how long it's been now. Ever since we got married, basically. Yeah, I think it was like COVID. They, grandma and the aunts play Aggravation, which is the original. Sorry. Uh, what? Oh, that board shape. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it's way more brutal and there's a little more t- tact, I guess. It's, you can kind yeah, of have. It's somewhere between sorry and like Chinese checkers kind yeah. of. Yeah. What? You can be much meaner yeah. in aggravation. Yeah. And if you're not mean, if you purposely like, oh, but I want to let you keep your peace. Grandma gets really angry at you. <laughs> you got to play, play the, the game. game. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got chastised. <laughs> gets aggravated. See? But then also when you take her peace out, she's aggravated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Do you like sorry or aggravation better? Well, I mean... Sorry has more of the nostalgia, but aggravation's funny. So. With them. Yeah, especially with grandma and <laughs> yeah. dad. Yeah. Yeah, so that's fun. And I do miss playing games, card games specifically with grandma and grandpa, but especially grandpa. I miss he always playing won, though. It's true. Yeah. I miss playing sets and runs and him saying, I've got the runs. <laughs> 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 You're uh, gross. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. one thing for grandpa to say. It's a whole other thing for you to miss. Him that. <laughs> That'd be one really bad out of context. I really miss when grandpa <laughs> talked, <laughs> talked about the runs. That's funny. Uh, I forgot straights and runs. That was a fun one. Sets and runs. Sets. Oh gosh. <laughs> Sets and runs. Yeah. Forgot about that one. Talking about grandma. Getting upset when you didn't take someone's piece, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Again, how competitive stewards are. And I know we're not the only family like this. There are plenty of families this stupidly overly competitive over just everything. Table games that don't mean anything. But again, to show the contrast, Heather's grandpa, when you play Uno with them, <laughs> if he gets a skip card, he'll he'll nicely put in the discard pile and say, skip no one. <laughs> He's he's grandpa. So that's it. You can't tell grandpa what to do. (laughs) Grandpa's not going to skip someone. Grandpa's not going to skip someone. That's cute. I do have a Poff family game. I'm curious if any of you have some version, because I've heard of versions of this, but Uh my family's felt particularly brutal. And it's a game that you just play. It's a game for small kids. Okay. And so it's called Who's Going to Get It? Very simple game that my dad always had us play, I think, to get our wiggles out. But he would just take something. It could be anything. It could be a ball. It could be a block. It could be anything. And he would just take it and he'd gather all the kids around, like usually anyone under 10. And he would just say, everyone see this? The winner is the one who brings this back to me. Who's going to get it? And he just checks it and there's no rules. And it was vicious because what would happen is that when you first started playing it, everyone just hunger games it. Everyone just runs into a giant pile and injury (laughs) and madness ensues. But eventually strategy started forming where he'd throw it and the newbie would run for it and everyone else would just wait. 
and then gang up on them, oh. <laughs> beat them up until they got it. Right. It's not the first to get it. It's the first to bring it back. Right. Mm-hmm. And so dad would stay stationary. <laughs> he would try to throw it pretty far <laughs> so that there's plenty of battlefield to enact uh, our violence upon. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was brutal. And I remember several times you would be like in the middle of a pile of six kids and you're like barely reaching out. And is this with like to... cousins? Mm-hmm. Oh. And you're like trying to get to dad. But dad's thing is that he's not moving. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're reaching out your hand and he's right there, but he can't like reach it naturally, he's not going to help you. <laughs> he's just going to watch. And surprisingly little major injuries happened because of this game. I thought there would be more because there was a lot of kicking and pulling clothes and punching and tackling. But no, nah, it was... It was fun, and (laughs) (laughs) it's only 10 and below, because when you include the older kids, it can get pretty, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but that was a Poff family staple. Any (laughs) Never never heard of such a thing. (laughs) Was there a prize to incentivize participation, or was it just pride? That was just pride. Yeah, okay. Because it was hard (laughs) to win that game. Uh, like it was awesome. very hard, especially the larger the group. Yeah. And my dad always said that he wished that he could play this with professional football players <laughs> and just see what happens. That would be fun. Because <laughs> it's essentially football. You're trying to move a ball right. to a designated location. Rugby. And there's like tackling it. involved. Mm-hmm. It's just there's no rules. And there's no offense, defense, there's I mean, no teams. You have to imagine that's where rugby and American football eventually came from. Dads. just Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it seriously tired you out like nothing else. So its purpose of tiring us out always worked. If you did it right before bed, we were out. Oh, yeah. man. Can't wait for your dad to do that with grandkids. <laughs> when there's enough and they're yeah. big enough. Funnily enough, the Poff children are pretty shy and docile compared to the Stewart children right now. I feel like this game would go over better with the Stewart children. Well, sure, compared. They're still kids. I've heard them scream and run around plenty. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) But also, family's older than yours. It's tricky right now because if Caden gets any older, then he (laughs) ages out. It's too late. But the other kids are a little too small still to really compete with his size. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be tricky. I mean, he's a month away from aging out already. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes my dad would make the oldest kid be the thrower. Mm. Uh, So he keeps them involved. Right. Yeah. But he keeps them out of the dog pile, the carnage. I think the closest thing we had to that was just like monkey in the middle. Mm. (sighs) We played that somewhat at other, our other grandma's house, Grandma Robbins and do you remember Slug Wars? Oh, yeah. Not exactly a family gathering. No. Kind of the opposite of a family gathering. So that's that's one of the memories I have from Lincoln City. We played really? that in Grandma and Grandpa's. We slept in, in the basement bags in Grandma and Grandpa's? Yeah. Huh. Slug Wars. You, oh, yeah. You crawl to the end of your sleeping bag, head in at the, the foot, oh. and then you just rus- wrestle. Yeah. Can't see <laughs> anything. And okay. there's there's no end. There's no winning. You just go at it. It's just a war of slugs. I remember watching this. <laughs> that was. It's that definitely was. too little to play, but I remember that. That was a weird that was fun. memory so moment fun. right then. 
Did you do uh, that at Sun River ever? Uh, probably. Because I, I, that's Cause what I'm... Because we have three families man, there. I kind of yeah. want to play that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that game. I feel like your head would get so sweaty oh, being yeah. stuck in... Like you'd take the All sleeping of bag you. off and everyone would look like they just stepped out of a sauna. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Take a break to cool off every now and then. I definitely feel like I remember the curries and that. I could totally so, see them. Sun yeah. River. Yeah. Ah, hey, kids, do you know what time it is? Story time! Okay, for those brothers who don't know yet, track and field <laughs> and Russia <laughs> are the only things he cares about. Basically, my life has been reduced to those two things you know let's not let's not forget bigfoot sorry i had to (laughs) interject there and bigfoot that does i that doesn't make me feel better um (laughs) so today i've got some short stories from russia Mm. instead of one big one just three little snippets i'm gonna share with you guys this is you me yeah yeah not actual legitimate Russian author written short stories, my experiences. As a reminder for everyone out there, I was in Russia for two years serving a church ecclesiastical mission. I was in the heart of Russia in Siberia. I lived in three different cities, Novosibirsk, Ulan-Uday, Irkutsk. I think Irkutsk is on the risk map, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Mm-hmm. It's the old capital of Siberia. Novosibirsk is the new capital of Siberia. And I saw seven other Siberian cities. So I got around, got around. I saw <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, I was pretty lucky to be able to see that many cities and travel that much because most missionaries don't travel that much. Okay, all these stories happened in my first one to two weeks of being in Russia. So I've been studying Russian in Utah for three months. Flew to Russia. I, I flew to Moscow with a couple other people, but then from Moscow to Novosibirsk, I was alone on this Russian plane. I was probably already really weird feeling. Yeah. After just three weeks of being a missionary with a companion. Three, three months. Sorry, three months. Yeah. yeah. Three months of having a companion with you all the time. Mm-hmm. That probably felt weird. So the first city I lived in was... Again, Novosibirsk, it's the third largest city in all of Russia. So it's one and a half million people, middle of Siberia. It's the current capital of the federal okrug of Siberia. It's a big place. My mission companion and I were the first elders in this part of the city. So we had a brand new apartment. Missionaries hadn't been in that small part of the town yet, city. And so we just went up and down our... <laughs> Uh, I forget. Apartment complex? Yeah. Elevator? It's like oh. a, they have stairwells that go up and down the full apartment complex mm-hmm. with, you know, like four apartments off of each landing. And so you don't have access to the entire building, just that stairwell of apartments. Mm. Okay. Because, yeah, you know, you got to punch a code or have a magnet key to get into the podiest. So these are like long blocks of buildings yes. that are all connected, but you really only get access to a small section. Of yes. Them. Okay. Thank you. 
So our first Sunday, I think it was, no, this was probably the second Sunday. We decided to go up and down our stairwell and knock doors, introduce ourselves, let them know that they've got Americans in the building who dress weird. Like, don't worry about us. Classic Americans. We're here, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Acknowledge me. (laughs) Um, On the floor right below us, door opens up. We're greeted by this man who immediately invites us inside his apartment. His wife's in the kitchen, pulling bread out of the oven. Oh, yeah. And he's like, come, you have to eat. My wife just made bread. You have to eat this bread. Nice. And that's when we met Zafar. Cool name. Yeah. Zafar was from Uzbekistan. And he's a big reason why I would love to go to Uzbekistan someday. Mm. Central Asians are, man, they're just so inviting and warm and friendly and no one knows anything about Central Asia in, in the Western world, yeah. I'd have to guess, but at least in America. I know. It's crazy to me. <laughs> so we, we stayed and we chatted a little bit, ate his wife's bread, which was so good. Mm. He invited us to his birthday dinner. <laughs> right there? Right then and there. Dang. At his apartment. It was the next night. It was Monday night. Nice. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um. So Monday we had English club, which was, you know, in, in our church building in, in the city, we invited whoever wanted to come free discussions and basic lessons of English. So we stopped by his place right before then say, Hey, sorry, we've got to run. We've got this English club thing, ran, came back and it was like already late. Yeah. Missionaries have fairly strict rules. You have to be at home a certain time in bed at a certain time. I think we got back to his place at like 8.40. And you're supposed to be in your apartment by 9 o'clock. And he sits us down at one head of the table. He's sitting at the other head of the table. He's got some family members, but the entire table just full of food. You have 20... You... Wow. 20 minutes okay. until we're supposed to be home. Okay. An entire table full of Uzbek food, which again... Back to what Alex just said. No one knows anything about this part of the world. It's so good. I've, I've I mentioned plove in the past. Mm-hmm. Oh, homemade Uzbek plove. It's just so good. You don't serve yourself. <laughs> he dished our plates up for us. And this is one of those cultures where like, you eat if you don't eat, you're not being polite. Mm-hmm. Why are there so many cultures like that? <laughs> So we're like shoveling this down, eating as much as we can. But I mean, <laughs> the table was just full of food. And he kept telling us to eat more. He's like, you don't want to offend my wife. Like, no, we don't <laughs> want to offend your wife. <laughs> and you've been in the country how long now? Yeah, a week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just so much food. Just, I mean, a really cool cultural experience to get so early. I think he was a little upset with us. Because you had to leave? We had to leave. Yeah. I, we, we stayed past nine. We did. Not a whole lot past nine, but it just felt right, I guess. Yeah. Better to try to keep some kind of relationship and let him know that as he sees these weird people with, in suits and tags that we're, we're friendly, good people who want to know him. So that was, it was awesome. So much fun. I just kept yelling at us to eat more food. Something that they say is like, don't be shy, don't be shy, eat, eat. Like that's literally exactly how they say it (laughs) in command form, (laughs) you know, (laughs) imperative. Somewhere along the same time, again, a week after getting to to Russia, 
since this was the first time missionaries had been in this apartment, we didn't have a lot of the stuff, just the basic things you need to live, mm. you know, stuff for your kitchen. So we went to Ikea. Nice. Yeah. Novospiris Cad and Ikea. And That's we've... crazy. <laughs> There's a Siberian Ikea. Yeah. <laughs> I think we each had two of the big blue Ikea bags. Okay. Like we bought that much stuff to fill the apartment with. Uh, I think we take a bus to the metro, then we hop on the metro and ride that to our stop. And our apartment was so dang close to this central stop on the left bank of the river. Like five, ten minute walk from the metro stop to our apartment. But you got to cross this big square. And in that time, just in those few minutes of trying to walk across the square, a police officer sees us. Okay. And for some reason, we looked suspicious to him. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I, the bags, obviously, must have looked weird. The way you were dressed? Yeah. Oh, I guess. I mean, it was winter. Oh, this was winter. Mm. I got there in February. So, like, we had our coats on, hats, gloves. We're bundled up like everybody else. Sure, you can see our suit pants, but students go to school in slacks. Mm. So, and we, we didn't stick out that much. Mm. Uh, but anyway, my companion at the time had been in Russia for, oh man, he had two months left. So, you know, he's almost been there for two years. He was really good with the language. Um, I didn't understand what the cop was saying to us. I could tell he was obviously getting our attention and obviously speaking to us, trying to get us to stop. And my companion didn't even pay attention to him, didn't say a word to him. In English, he, he turns to me and in English, he says, Elder, we do not speak Russian. You only understand English. Don't respond to him. Okay. Don't say a single thing. <laughs> Don't follow him. Don't do what he asks you to do. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me, Elder? <laughs> I've heard stories about people getting thrown in prison in Russia, like missionaries. Uh -huh. uh, Mom would have I feel like just ignoring him isn't a good way to not let that happen. <laughs> so we just keep walking. We just ignored him. He keeps following us, keeps talking to us. And it finally got to the point where like, He's, you know, standing in front of us, hand gesturing and everything. You'd have to be an absolute idiot to just continue ignoring him. So we start following him. He takes us over to his bus. So they have like short buses, not a full length city bus, but like mm -hmm. half the length. As a cop? Police buses. Yeah. Okay. And it was just, it was parked in the square, which was a pedestrian only square. Hmm. And he, he walks us up to it, you know, taps on the door, same accordion style door. It opens up. The guy sitting up there spins around in his chair, cool. <laughs> looks right at us. And same thing. He just starts spouting off, talking to us in Russian. My, my companions are the same thing. Elder, you don't understand him. You don't know what he's saying. You don't. We only speak English. It's true. I didn't really understand what they were saying that much anyway. It's an easy sell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, for me it sure was. But yeah, because I can't tell you. I wish I could tell you what he was saying or what he was asking, but I can't. <laughs> mm. I don't know what he was, what info he was wanting from us. So my companion starts responding to him in English. The cop didn't understand English. Thank goodness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so after enough back and forth of absolutely no actual communication happening, the one thing I did understand him say clasped his hands, shook him at us. He said, Udachi, Good luck, guys. 
and they just let us walk away. Huh. It was that simple. Bizarre. Yeah. I don't even remember. I don't think they even looked through our, maybe they looked through our bags. I, I don't remember that distinctly, but that would make sense. I, I Again, sure. I just, I don't know why else he cool. stopped us in the first place. Weird. Yeah. So that's, I only had two quote unquote run-ins with the police. Uh, that was the first one. And the second one was like even less significant than that. Okay. The third one I'm going to tell tonight was again within the first couple of weeks in Russia. It was nighttime. Again, Fe- February in Siberia is chilly. Sure. Um, that's the people say that's when the winds pick up oh. for some reason. So you've already like it's in the dead of winter. So it's already cold enough on its own. The Siberian cities, the big ones sit on large rivers. So it's got decent humidity. And then February comes, you get the winds whipping through. Hmm. We were out and about trying to find church members' apartments. Again, we were both brand new. We didn't know how to even get around the town, let alone where these addresses were yet. Mm-hmm. So we're walking around just wandering the streets. Sun was down. It was maybe like five, six o'clock at night, but it was probably I want negative 38 or so. Fahrenheit. Uh, negative 35 Fahrenheit, negative 38 Celsius, something like that. So, I mean, it's, it's cold. Yeah. And, uh, I'm still a dumb American, not knowing what to do in the cold. Anyway, we, we can't find our way. We, we were literally just wandering around trying to find this apartment building because streets are poorly labeled. Apartment buildings are labeled even worse. And once you find the apartment building, you got to figure out which podiest <laughs> that apartment is in. So eventually my companion stopped someone, mm-hmm. asked them to help us out. And I'll tell you, if you're ever lost in Russia... Despite what that one comedian, I don't know if you've heard that comedian, talking about how Russians are the scariest people. No. If um, anyone ever approaches him, like he just puts on a Russian accent. Anyway. It's just prejudice. <laughs> no, it's hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Go down street, turn corner. Like, yeah, see what happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, and then they never ask me for directions again. In reality... You ask a Russian for directions and half the time they will walk you there mm. or like they'll walk you until you see the destination. Dang. It's amazing. It's nice. Yeah. So stop this couple on the street, ask them to help us out, find where we're going. Again, I'm not understanding any of this, what's being said. Just all of a sudden I noticed this Russian man points at me. Like with his mittened, mittened hand, you know, he's pointing at me and then he's pointing at his nose and he's pointing at me. And my companion looks at me and he just goes, oh, Elder, your nose, it's white. <laughs> <laughs> just grab my hands and I, I cover my face. Like, what do you mean it's white? <laughs> cover your cover your nose, dude. Elders, cover your nose. Just keep it covered. Do not uncover it. Grab my scarf, shove my scarf up there, put my two mittens on and grab my face. I don't know how close I was to getting frostbite. I mean, I, I, I think that's the first step of frostbite. So I think I technically got frostbite, my nose. Yikes. I remember mom freaking out. Yeah, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure she did. So <laughs> that's another fun complexity. At the time that we served, the only communication you had with home was one weekly email that you could send home. 
Uh, no phone calls, no video chats. How long did you get to to write that email? An hour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good news. They told us where to go. <laughs> we got there. <laughs> got out of the cold for a little bit. And then we obviously went, we, we canceled the rest of our plans after that and went straight home. What did you do? Did you steam your head? No. <laughs> we had some sister missionaries who were native Russians. One of them. In the same area? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. One of was them. That, sorry. I just have to You're ask. good. Most people aren't going to care about this, but was that rare in your mission or normal? No. Not rare. Not rare. Huh. Um, Weird. Why was that so rare for so me in Italy? It was normally organized, not normally, often for a mid-sized city, you might have like two sets of elders with half the city divided and then a set of sisters who have the entire city. Mm-hmm. In a large city like Novosibirsk, you have the two halves of the city divided by the river. You have the two banks. I do forget that Novosibirsk is an actual city. Yeah. Yes. Were, were there many places in Siberia that you served that weren't? 400,000 pop was the smallest population we had. Then oh. that is why it was so rare for me and not for you. Yeah. Yeah. People don't, I don't think most people realize how many people live in Siberia and how large the cities well, are. It makes sense that in a, in a environment like that, you would populate. Yeah. yeah. And there'd yeah. only be a few places to do so. Well, there are hundreds, if not thousands of little villages as well. Well, sure. But you just but... didn't. No missionaries there? No, not not no way. Not a chance. No. Yeah. Okay, so this sister, this Russian sister missionary, she gave me this little vial of oil. And she just told me to rub it on my nose every morning and every night. Okay. And so I did <laughs> for like a week. What did it smell like? I, it was I it wasn't pleasant. <laughs> like the, an apothecary. It just, I mean, it just felt like a normal yellowy oil. Okay. But I just don't <laughs> like being oily, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> so, like some old canola oil. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. <laughs> Stupid American. <laughs> He's going to do it. <laughs> Watch this placebo. <laughs> I might, I looked like Rudolph for a couple of days. Just a bright red nose. Obviously, I still have my nose, so. <laughs> Looks fine, I guess. Yeah. Oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> I don't um, know. If I'm really paying attention, <laughs> down towards the tip does look a little redder than up by the bridge. normal. Here's the two. <laughs> See, I mean, I don't know if the oil did anything. It probably it probably was just like sunflower oil. That's hilarious. I wouldn't be surprised. Because, <laughs> yeah, that, they have lots of sunflower oil. Yeah, Siberia. It's a good place. If you guys get the chance, brothers, go ahead. Go, go. Take a trip out to Siberia. Right now? I mean, fo- follow your government's well, advice okay, on, okay. on travel advisories, but... Uh, Unfortunately. Obviously, they're not going to have a chance right now. <laughs> only in a decade once Putin is not only dethroned, but also dead. Whoa. <laughs> you heard it here first on another brother. Good ending. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Dang it, that's what I was going to do. Oh, shoot. Do it. You're going to do it better. Thank you for being our brother. Wow, did that might be too energetic, that? though. 
Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll take another run at it then. Okay. For, For being our brother. The first one was too energetic. Gotcha. For show notes, rock and merch, and other brother goodness, check out our website at anotherbrotherpodcast.com. Be sure to come back next week. And tell your friends so they too can become a brother of a there. Brother of a there.